wait is over. Over. Tell everyone you know. This is the key to your weekend. You're listening to Three Grams and a Mic podcast live from Australia. A new perspective on professional sports with your hosts, Cal, Axel, and Cotto. Click, listen, and enjoy. Welcome to Three Grams and a Mic. I'm Graham Cotton, and I am here with Graham Kelly and Graham Foley. G'day, guys. G'day, Jets. How you going, guys? Good. How'd you go after last weekend? It was a bit of a... Oh, we had a good night on Saturday, I think it was, yep. Well, we had a very, very loose term. Yeah, good night. Still hasn't got over it. For all those that have been in Griffith, we started at the north side. We went to watch the, the Hawks play Carlton. Carlton got up in a bit of a canter. Which was the highlight of the... <laughs> that was the highlight. <laughs> That's the highlight yeah. Cal and his what, what about, though, while we're there... The TV was on. We couldn't watch. I couldn't hear it because some guy had his own remote for the TV that was in there watching the horse races with the sound up. We weren't allowed to watch the footy with volume. And, <laughs> and the TRB wasn't even watching. And the TRB wasn't. They were saving money. But then we went to Kel's place. And the TV was as big as half of that place. <laughs> Seriously, the wall was as big as the the club itself. Incredible. Everything's big red at the Kelly house. The wall was as high as the football post. Oh, oh, oh dear. I remember one of the one of the bombs went up and I looked up and it was as high as the post and I thought, crikey, is those posts as high as this ceiling? Jeez, it was big. Oh dear. Anyway, during the week, guys, other than our... Um, our night out on Saturday, uh, the great Bob Fulton died. You know, real immortal, I suppose he is one of four original. Yeah, right, right, John yeah. Balls, yeah. Died at the age of seventy-four. Died with um, after a battle with cancer. It's a bit of sad news. Mm-hmm. Very sad. State funeral for him. I believe there will be. Yeah. 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 Why, why, why did he get one and not um, Tommy Redonicus? Well, they said, well, as I said, if. Fulton didn't go to state funeral, no rugby league player ever would. Fulton coached Australia, coached mainly to premierships. Recognised administrator. Yeah. Um, Businessman. Yeah, yeah, he did it all. Um, Interesting story about Bob Fulton. I learned this um, prior to him passing away, but the, um, when the outbreak of COVID went out, he was absolutely cheering. The reason was, apart from his cancer, sorry, but the... The story goes that he had invested in a company that happened to make um, cleaning materials and stuff, mm-hmm. and they went straight into the sanitizer, or they already made sanitizer. I'm not sure, and then went into it, and yeah, they were cleaned up. So timing's everything, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Certainly, uh, apparently, like Young Across is quite a gruff. Um, yeah, going on. I found I'm still forgiving him. Well, still. Oh, we used to be him for, for a period of time. Yeah, until he took Noel Cleo, Kerry Posted. Who else did he take? John Harvey, Paul McCabe, Ronnie Gibbs from the Roosters back to Manly with him. But, oh, right. I didn't um, know. But yeah, they reckon he come across quite combative, but a really nice bloke. Yeah. A really good guy. Yeah. Who did he, he play for? Mainly and the Roosters. Only, oh, he played yeah, for the Roosters. Yeah. And I think, did he coach you guys as well? Yeah, that's yeah. yeah, he coached us. And I reckon he probably coached us to the 80 grand final. Oh, I think that's about right. Um, yeah, and then a lot of players went back to Mainly with him. Sticking yeah. with the NRL for a sec, the, the Poms within the Canberra team 
uh, claiming to be homesick or I'm not sure, or maybe looking for a warmer location. There's rumours going around that uh, they were shopping themselves around to go to where the beaches are in all these NRL clubs and putting out there that they're homesick. He's one of them, George Williams, did we talk about him last week? As a pregnant wife, wants to move back home. They haven't seen you know, family or whatever for three years or something on them lines. They should get rid of them now. Well, they, they want to be there and get rid of them, I reckon. Well, that happened during the week. So George Williams um, rang the wellbeing manager for the Canberra Raiders and indicated that he wasn't feeling well and not going to be able to turn up to practice and went pushed to see if he'd be playing on the weekend. He said, no, I won't be playing either. So they terminated him straight there and then. Fair enough. There's obviously a cultural problem there. They tried to. <laughs> so they drew up the papers, but he hasn't signed anything yet. So he hasn't accepted it. They're just sick of the rule changes. <laughs> I don't think that's nah, just Josh Hodgson's been angling for a while too. There's rumours that he's going to either the Bulldogs or Brisbane. Well, he and Ricky, had a, Brisbane. He and Ricky had a pretty big bust up, but apparently... Well, he was the captain. Apparently a few other players haven't taken well to Ricky, giving on a dressing down in front of everyone. Yeah, the actual thing that I'm hearing though, and I was trying to read between the lines, a lot of it's about the fact that NRL 360, so Paul Kent, and his um, very good friends with Ricky Stewart. So um, Hooper, they've been, they've been... And they seem to get protected. the information very, very quickly yeah. from Canberra, and so the allegations are from the players' point of view. Stop leaking this stuff. Why is this happening? Yeah. Mm. So it's interesting. What's that space? I'd say... There will be lots of players go, I reckon, in this year. Are they going to make the Yeah, they want to turn it around real quick. Well, with no George Williams, Hodgson. Sam Williams plays half, eh? So we all had him in the average at All had him in the NRA? Yeah. Oh, four. I did. I think. Yeah, nearly pencilled him in for every home game. Like, they're just half, they were sort of fortress there. Yeah. There's problems there. Yeah, big time. So, yeah, the question out there whether Ricky Stewart's wearing a bit too thin on the players because he can be, I believe, pretty strong when he needs to be, but loved in the Canberra region, obviously. So it'll be interesting whether they get rid of him or move mm. the players. Mm. It's happened before on Ricky's watch. Yeah, your club. Mm-hmm. And he hasn't won a comp there yet in Canberra. They may never. He's only ever won one comp. Play, so sorry. He won one. His very first year coaching yeah. with a team that um, Graham Murray, Phil Gould, before Murray, had really set up. Yeah. Yeah. Brad Fitlay had won one either. Or won one. He did. And then when finished last, didn't he? The year after? No. The year after, year after that, we, we made the grand final again. Oh, OK. Lost to uh, Scotty Sattler, Moe and Dan. Yeah, fell off the... Fell off the post somewhere. And then 2004, we lost to a double movement by Hazem El Masri. Minicello getting pinged for a, an obstruction that wasn't there. And it was just like yesterday. Yeah, we know, we know it's all fabricated. Anyway, moving on from the Roosters' um, memorabilia, uh, Justice Ernie, uh too sweet for Christian Joy during the week. Fought on Wednesday and um, pretty, pretty good. He did a pretty easy kill. I watched this. Um, it seemed to be a bit of a canter for him. He looked a bit like, uh, at times, he looked like Muhammad Ali, just hands down, trans- yeah. prancing around and jabbing and all that just sort of stuff, the, didn't he? The cat tied with the mouse. Like when his yeah. old man said, <coughs> get the rounds into you. Um, and then towards the end, he said, look, 
you need the rounds in your butt if you want to cut loose. I won't stop you. you just... wow. So how does he go against Paul Gallon? Is the question. That's his fight coming up, 16th of June. Is yeah, it? Yeah, it's probably surprising that he's taken the bout. I, I would have thought uh, it's probably because of COVID that there's not too many challenges, and he needs to. Also, you've got the Olympics coming up. Yeah. It's his partner a few fights in there before then. So that might be what it's more about. Yeah, so it's a... Well, the Gallon one's a risk for him, obviously. He's mm. got... You know, Gallon's got nothing to lose. Yeah. Um, so it's a risk for, for Hooney, but... Yeah, he should win. Uh, and the odds say that, which is how they work. Yeah. $4.80 or whatever they Yeah, for Gallon, dollars yeah. at least Hooney. But um, there, there's the money thing for Hooney too. Like, yeah, that's that's right. Gallon's a big fight. You'll draw some... Gallon's getting gallon, yeah. most of the dough from it. So you get some Fox money. Boom. You'll get some Fox money, some yeah. TV money. They've probably put his name on the map a little bit too with the general public. Yeah. Um, boxing people. Yeah. Knowing, but outside of that, people won't know. So actually, they put his name on the map. That's what he's got to gain. So does he win a medal at the Olympics, Kelton? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Have he weight? The competitors. If, if he does, though... Does that potentially put him higher up the the public's reckoning or yeah, totem pole yeah. Yeah, than Tim Zoo? Because he's won something at the Olympics. Yeah. Uh, if he if he pounds Gallon, goes to the Olympics, come home with a gold medal. I don't think Olympics is very big in boxing. Oh, it, it, not like it used in, to be. In the, in the world of boxing, the Olympic medal is not high on the priority list. It's a bit like an NBA basketballer. You go yeah. for the title or you go and play for the country. Mm. And the country is not because the elite don't normally fight. Because, I mean, Blake historically Paul. it was amateur Cass- sport. Cassius Clay. Yeah, it was amateur sport initially before time. they went, before it was professional. Um, is, um, but, but there's, there's, a, there's a lot of boxing. There was pro boxing back when um, Muhammad Ali fought at the Olympics. That was his path. Yeah, there wasn't the money in the game that there is oh, now, though. But uh, all your heavy, I mean, your heavyweight I mean, contenders across the world. You're not going to have a Tyson Fury or these guys that go and fight at the Olympics. That's not what they do. Um, Certainly not in this. I, COVID guess, era. I guess part of it's about timing too. Yeah, you don't see many heavyweights at Hooney's age. Yeah, twenty-two. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're, they're usually forty before they. Well, it'll be interesting because when he comes, if he does win or go well in the Olympics, when he comes out, then he will be well sought after and be chasing big dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, particularly because there's not a lot of boxing actually happening. Yeah, it's true. There's less boxing happening you know, during COVID you know, than what there has been. So. Is Don King still alive? Oh, I've heard of probably got to him. <laughs> I haven't heard, of him, heard from him for ages, have you guys? Yeah. Probably pretty old. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say that the heavyweight division, which was the Premier Division, has really fallen away terribly. Mm. Um, yeah, late. People are more interested in that. Mayweather or um, Manny Pacquiao or you know, those, those lighter weights yeah. because the heavyweight divisions doesn't appear to have had any particularly good fighters in there. Well, I don't know. Anthony Joshua is uh, oh, he's, yeah. he's, 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 he's going to fight Tyson Fury again, so that 
um, that that's back on the card. I think it's just we don't watch. There's not many fights at the moment until yeah, you're sort I, of I, losing the. But but when you had um, George Foreman come back at 45 or whatever and mm. win the heavyweight title, that that's I reckon it went through a period of lull. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's probably not that's enough cool. boxing. I think that's that's the problem. Um, this. It's not often enough that they're having world title fights. Yep. That's the biggest problem, I think. Yeah. So 22 penalties. And, Kel, this is not an NRL game, apparently. Manchester United. Can you believe that? <laughs> what, there was 22 Man, penalties? penalties? You'd think it was an NRL game for sure. Well, head high penalties, yes. <laughs> uh, Manchester United fell to Villarreal, is that how you pronounce it, in the Europa League final. Uh, it was 1 1 yeah, after extra time. The game was decided when the 22nd penalty shot was saved by the Villarreal keeper. And in a cruel twist of fate, it was the man new keeper, David De Gea, that had the deciding penalty stopped. So he took the shot, yeah, well, one yeah, keeper to another. Think about 22 penalties. Yeah, you it's got 11 on each side. Apparently, De Gea hasn't stopped the penalty in 40 penalties now. Wow. 22, that's got to be a record. Yeah, I've never seen that many. I've seen a lot. You're talking from the spot. Yeah, after the game. No misses, no saves. All the extra times used up, it's down to the penalty shots. You go through the first five. Usually it's decided. Sometimes it goes longer. And then they went to the next group of five. Went through them, and then it was keepers. Yeah, the keepers are the ones left. (laughs) What would happen if they didn't score? Like, just say they saved You'd roll around again. Wow. That's interesting. So, should the games be finished in a different manner, you know, when they've played that long, well, that many shots? It, soccer's not the only sport that they... But soccer, like, penalties are, are not how the game's played. Mm. They're part of the game. So, at least they, they, they play the extra time and then they go to penalties. Oh. NRL. Once they go past time, it becomes a completely, completely different game. A field goal, I thought. Yeah, it does. So, should you do that? Whereas the AFL, um, in um, in hockey, um, they'll go in finals. They'll um, keep going, but they have a golden goal. Um, but the NBA play time, extra time, yeah, and it's a set amount of extra time. So you can play the game you've been playing all the way through. Yeah, rules, extra time, replay. Yeah, I think they should do that in rugby league again. Yeah. But it's, it's too late now. It's taken off the golden point. Uh, yeah, I don't know whether it has. Yeah. Mind you, mind you, they're, they're a bit reluctant to change the rules, so I don't think it'll change. Uh, no, I was kind of going to Don't you agree, Kelly? <laughs> why did they change that rule? <laughs> Someone get me a doctor. <laughs> they need blood pressure pills. Uh, yeah. So it's Indigenous round in both the AFL and the NRL this week, which is fabulous. Um, it's Reconciliation Week around Australia, I believe. Um, so, Kel, what do you got here? Oh, Doug Nichols' round has been thrown into chaos after a COVID outbreak in Melbourne. So I think there's, what, 35 cases, I think? I heard. There is, as of today, yeah, 35 cases. Yeah. And so a lot of food deliveries have caused most of these, but also they're worried because... Was twenty six thousand or twenty six thousand or something around there at the MCG on the weekend, and one of those cases, well, one of those people, were identified as being there. So they are all definitely yeah, very guy, worried. Another guy at the the game the next day, the Marvel game. Oh, so, well, yeah. yeah, maybe that's what someone. Yeah, so food deliveries. 
Yeah, it's a, today. So it was a food delivery guy that um, visited numerous locations, and he was has tested positive. Wow! So there's a lot of they worried a lot of exposure points. Uh, yeah, someone's popped up. Yeah, thirty yeah. something just with him. Oh, 20 something. Sorry, was just just with him the, alone. The big worry is it's been circulating for yeah weeks because it's it's the the original person was a guy who caught it in hotel quarantine in South Australia. Oh right. Okay. Um, so that's the link, yeah? Yeah. Mm. So there you go. So what, what type of food was he delivering? Any idea? Uh, it was called the Sporting Globe. I don't know what that is. But okay. Yeah. So I don't know whether they just do like yeah. know, burgers and something. I don't know. Not sure. Sporting Globe. Sporting. Get on to it. Okay. <laughs> I just read it today. I don't know. Um, You're not getting kickbacks. <laughs> Can we get a sponsor? Anybody? <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so there's no crowds. Um, the dogs play the deeds. Yeah, game, game of the season, pretty much so far. Yeah. And Melbourne weren't allowed to wear their indigenous guernsey. Is that Which, right? Because yeah, they clashed today. It clash was absolutely ridiculous. How long have they had to prepare? <laughs> That's were, right. They knew about Doug Nichols around who they were playing, and all of a sudden they come up with guernsey and said, "Oh no, you, Melbourne, you'll have to wear yours next week because it clashes with the Bulldogs one." <laughs> absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. No, they're a professional outfit. <laughs> well, <but laughs> the AFL. Yeah. The AFL's the one that should make that yeah, decision, should they? Yeah. yeah, the, the Hawks game got moved from um, uh, Darwin back to Sydney. Yeah. Um, what, what, what was the issue about being in Darwin? Well, presumably Northern Territory aren't happy with the fact that the oh, Hawks were in... Yeah, because they're from Melbourne, and, and, and also the impact it could have on an Indigenous community would be huge. Yeah. Well, they're talking about the Dreamtime game next week being... Postponed. Was talk about it being in South Australia, but they've cleared their border down. Yep. Um, so it's going to be played somewhere else. Um, What's the go with Victorians? It just seems to be an outbreak always in Victoria, like major outbreaks. It just keeps happening. Mm-hmm. Bloody Mexicans. <laughs> Hello to all the Victorian listeners. Are they? Should they should they have just shut the the round off? Like next week, half the teams have got a bye. Following week, half the team, the next, the other half of the teams have got a buy. No, I mean, just manage it. Yeah. Just do what they're doing. You've got to keep going. Yeah, just do what they're doing. It could be going for three or four weeks. Yeah, it's seven days at this stage, but if it doesn't slow down, I'll, 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 I'll go extend it. Do everything they want. Yeah. If they can get through last year, they can get through the old but Yeah, you, you could have caught up. If it doesn't keep going... Mm, like the, the, the number the, of cases. Yeah. If it does keep going, well, you just everyone's had their buy this week. Um, away you go, you play. Mm. I think they've done the right thing, but I see your point. Um, in other AFL news, Lance Buddy Franklin raised the possibility of playing on past 2022. He's got a current $10 million contract that finishes next year. Is that Correct. next year as in 2021 yeah. or 2022? Yeah, And he raised the possibility of continuing past the end of his deal. Is that a case of he's been out injured that long, he's probably that fresh? Well, I mean, you get a million bucks a year for two games. That's what probably the other reason, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'd be signing another contract too. Yeah. <laughs> so he currently sits on 30, uh, sits 37 goals short of his magical 1,000 goal mark. Will he make it? Can he get 37 goals this year? Not this year, I don't think he will. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he did he kick six, six last the other day. Yeah, yeah, and then a couple of bags like that. And stuff. he can do that. But he, it's all about, if he stays on the paddock, he'll do it this yeah. year. Yeah, yeah. So, and they'll probably fight for miles, I would think. 
I think him wanting to play on, apart from the money and all that sort of stuff, is he'd be pretty excited about the team that's that growing around. He is, yeah. That's which tells me there's something good coming at Sydney very he'd, soon. He'd like to win a flag at Sydney. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
traveling getting well with his new team. He was lapped by Norris on the weekend. Getting lapped by a teammate does not. No, I would suspect this continues on the same path for the rest of the year. There might be some heat put on Daniel. Well, apparently there's something to do with the way that they drop, the way that car's designed. There's issues around braking. And at Monaco, it's all about braking. So there's, yeah, there's no overtaking lanes and when, you, narrow, that's when your teammate laps you. Yeah, it's irrelevant. Yeah. But, know, yeah. <laughs> you, you, but they talk yeah. about change, changing the chassis now. So it's obviously getting to a point where they have to make a decision, fix it, and make him suit all he has to fix it. And if it's not working for him, they'll have to. Yeah. It's interesting when you sign with a manufacturer, maybe jump in on the wheel. Do, do a test run. Field. So that's pretty important. They generally do go and do testing. Well, think. And he obviously thought that, okay, well, you know, it's going to take a little while, but I think I can actually perform in this car. Um, and that hasn't happened. But maybe they don't because maybe they don't let them when they're negotiating because they're, you know, there's such a small margin. Yes. Yeah, so such a big gain. There's a lot of outsiders that look in and go, something not right there. And it's on good. Money too. Yeah. I think they paid him a lot of money. That's you, you talk about the driver wanting to test. You reckon the manufacturer yeah. might test the driver and yeah. the yeah. machine. Well, that's, that's right. So Marcel Marceau made, made an appearance at the French... Oh, he's about to make an appearance at the French Open, girl. Tell <laughs> Is he? Yeah. He is. Well, it's going to be great. in a different appearance. Obviously very famous for not speaking, and Naomi Osaka has decided to do the same. She, she's going to imitate. Yes, no press conferences because, well, you can tell us. I read the whole script. You can read the important Oh, well. Um, so she wrote, I don't know, this is a post, I think, was it? On, maybe on, it was Twitter? on Twitter. Yeah. So she wrote, hey, everyone, hope you're all doing well. I'm writing this to say I'm not going to do any press during Roland Garros. I've often felt that people have no regard for athletes' mental health, and this rings very true whenever I see a press conference or partake in one. We're often sat there and asked questions that we've been asked multiple times before, or asked questions that bring doubt into our minds. I'm just not going to subject myself to that. People, that doubt me. I've watched many clips of athletes breaking down after a loss in the press room, and I know you have as well. I believe that whole situation is kick a person while they're down, and I don't understand the reason behind it. Me not doing press is nothing personal to the tournament, and a couple of journalists have interviewed me since. I was young, so I have a friendly relationship with most of them. However, if the organisations think that they can just keep saying, do press it, you're going to be fine, and continue to ignore the mental health of the athletes that are the centrepiece of their cooperation, then I just got to laugh. Anyways, I have the considerable amount that I get fined. I hope that this considerable amount that I get fined for this will go towards a mental health charity. Love, peace, and out. What do you think? Well, they're not donating it to a mental health <laughs> charity, they've said. What have they said? They've said, we're going to find you. How much are they going to find? They, they have a percentage said, of their whatever she well, wins. Well, no. Well, based on recent points, like Djokovic and others have copped twenty thousand US for not doing press after a loss. So if I mean, if she loses first round, she's never gone bef- beyond the third round at, at the French. But if she loses first round, twenty grand, you'd say. If she makes it to the final, she could be up for over hundred thousand. 
US. So what do you think her sponsors would think? Good, good question, because it was Naomi Osaka that came out with the face masks mm. at the US Open, mm. all the Black Lives Matter face masks. So her sponsors may actually be quite happy with this. <laughs> That's right, maybe. But, if, but they also would like their brand all over the TV. Correct. Which they're going to get. I know when she's playing. But it's up front, it's right there, the camera's closer. Yeah. So maybe. How much of the broadcast money comes as a result of doing the press? Somewhat. Do you guys like watching the coaches' press conferences after a game? Oh, I certainly liked um, Radley when he was interviewed after the tribunal. Yeah, that, that was great. Um, so it's theatre, isn't it, in some way? Or it, it is. Um, does it generate more money for the game? Probably generates more eyes. And more oh, eyes yeah. and more money. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. one way or another. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think she's got a point? Like, I've seen her in front of the camera and she just doesn't look comfortable in front mm. of the camera. Like okay. when she won the Australian Open or she's not. Yeah, that's right. She's quite young. to be in front of the camera. Um, you know, unfortunately in tennis, because it's a, such an individual sport, it's hard to hide from the camera. Whereas yeah. football, you can get away with it. Yeah. Because you've got 20 or 25 people in the team. Send the coach out. Send the coach out. Yeah. Did anyone see the Kyle Flanagan interview? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I just straight away I thought, oh, yeah, yeah. well, that, you know, you sort of go, is that question really relevant? Really? Yeah. So I understand but, just why she's doing it. No, I just don't know whether how she's done it is probably the right should, way. Should just the winners do the press? Yeah, yeah that's yeah. not a bad idea. Potentially. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. I mean, what, what's the loser ever going to say that's not going to be emotional? But, I agree. You know, certainly, certainly in the individual sports. I mean, they don't get every golfer that didn't win the Masters to, <laughs> to, to, to do it. Um, be there for a week. Well, I'll bring Norman. Very useful press conference. He likes the limelight. Yeah, but what in, in team sports, I, I don't have a problem with putting the losing coach out. Well, they're probably under... The most heat, I would have said, the losing coaches. We put AFL, NRL coaches that are on a side that's losing under so much heat in the in the, the press conference or in the media. Uh, that can't be good for them to help. Should the journalists go easier? And this goes to the question I asked last week. Should the journalists go easier? And it's a bit like, should the journalists ask? about Folau and the lesbian sitting on the face song. Mm. That's right. So... Just on Folau. Did you know he's suing Queensland regularly? Yes, him and Clive. Yeah. Really? Yeah. On what grounds? Because they won't let him play. But they're, they're saying... They're, they're only saying they won't let him play because the Catalans have yeah. not released him. But he, he's right. disagreeing with that, isn't he, somehow? Anyway. But, yeah, so... Yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe individual sports, you don't. Um... But the, back to the coaches, though. So all the you know, you look at some of these conf, uh, the, some of these presentations now, or questions. It's very much one word answers. Ricky Stewart comes to mind. Short, blunt, not just in and out as quick as you can. So oh, they're acting they way no better. Value. They can be way better. I yeah, him as well. Understand that as well because it yeah. can be. I look back at when Brendan Bolton coaching the Blues. Same question every week. Yeah. Yeah. Which is and what I'm saying. He would be yeah. the same answer. 
Yeah. Because <laughs> changed. Mate. We're yeah. still losing. Yeah. Yeah. Young side and we're developing and, you know, it's... Yeah, yeah. so I, I totally understand why she's done that. And, and as you say, the, the coaches, that their jobs are on the line mm-hmm. a lot of cases. And you, you're dragging Brent Bolton out after it's, 10 it's, consecutive losses yeah. and... I look at, you know, if you think about the media, what part do they play apart from just showing the coverage? If it was newspapers, for example, and not many people buy newspapers as they did in the past, um, it's all about controversy. So if you think about every sport, it's about what they can sell the paper on. And a story that goes, oh, really? Yeah, everyone reads it. Whereas if it's just, oh, she won, who cares? That's the news in general. Yeah, it is. Yeah, bad news sells, doesn't it? Um, So... Who are the favourites in the men's? We've got Nadal leads the men's betting at $1.83, ahead of Djokovic at four fifty, and Tsitsipas at 6 bucks. Time at 10 and Zvareyev at 12 Federer at 67 And in the women, we've got Iga Shvantec. I'll check this out, boys. Uh, is at $3.75, ahead of Barty at 6 And Arena, Arena Sablenka. Sablenka. At seven fifty, how's that? That's not bad. That's a stumble, but anyway, she's at seven fifty. What about did, the next did, one? Did when oh. you get dirty this morning when when you'd been Arena Sabalenka in your sleep? Or <laughs> I'm trying to do the pronunciation. I should have just left it off because it made it worse. God, I knew it was the 2016 winner. Give me one. What was this one on the run sheet? Gar- Garbine. Oh yeah, 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 Garbine. Oh yeah, I'll go with this. Mugger Mugger What's that? Have a look. Margarita. Margarita. Who's your money on? I'll have the Sarkovins. The maximum amount because she's made the final. That's it. Yeah. Uh, she's runner up to Barty. To Barty, yeah. Is Barty's injury. Did you remember who injured herself? Have you heard much? I haven't heard. You're not generally on the second line of betting. Unless there was a. Yeah, she, she had a hit out with um, Masaka. She loves Chloe, doesn't she? Yeah, she used to be not very well. She beats... Um, yeah. yeah, I'll back her. I'll back her to win, and I'll back um, Nadal. He doesn't lose them. Yeah. play very often. No, I just want to see Naomi win. Yeah, for the controversy, Naomi. right? Stick to, see? Stick to my Controversy party, sells. And she says, mm, no comment. Yeah, <laughs> that would be interesting. Just walks off. You just see the headline. No comment. <laughs> <laughs> All right, in the golf, Phil Mickelson, 50-year-old, held off uh, Louis Oosthuizen and Brooks Kepka at the recent PGA um, golfing tournament. Uh, yeah, championship it was, but yeah. ages. Yeah. What did I say? Golfing tournament. <laughs> oh, sorry, I meant to say championship. Um, Phil Mickelson, who would have qualified for the seniors, or does qualify for the seniors tour, become the oldest winner in history by clinching... In major yeah. history. Yeah. yeah. Winning by two strokes. 50. Mm, wow. Doesn't sound that old. He's a fit-looking 50, though, isn't he? Yeah, he is, yeah. Sixth major. One of the most arrogant people I've ever seen. Yeah. He comes across as... Yeah, I don't know him that well, but you obviously <laughs> do. I watch golf a lot. <laughs> no, he's... We'll go with you. Yeah. I've read him, seen yeah. him. I've seen him up close. Yes. I've seen him at the Australian yeah. Masters. Yeah. Yeah. Him and Tiger. We know he makes in the big circles. Yeah. Uh, up close I was. I tried to, I'll never forget I had a chance to get Tiger Woods' signature and I never bloody got it and I kicked myself. 
because he would come up close, but he'd got like guards and everything around him. And um, I was right there, I could have just got him to sign it. And I thought, no, I'm not going to be that that top person, I'll just wait. Stupid Marshall got a signature. <laughs> so Phil didn't take it out, obviously. No, he was really good. Nor did Tiger. Did Tiger. Someone say, hi, how are you, Mr. Cotton? Yeah, they should have, really. So uh, we've been covering this for a while, so I'll just cut, cover it real quick. But Jack DeBellin. Uh, so do all before you oh, go. Yep. Yeah, you normally win a car? Oh, that's what you're talking about. Instead of a flash new car, yeah. What do you win? Mobility scooter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, getting around on a car, at least, yeah. So Jack DeBellin... Um, Case uh, the New South Wales District Court um, have decided not to further proceed with the rate charges or the further rate charges that were up against them. Uh, so they're now free, and he's been free to play. He's going to have his own security guards. Um, the league have provided extra security to make sure he's safe and playing. He's going to play reserve grade for the Dragons. No, it's a league that the security guards probably allowed on the field now. Hello. They haven't changed the rules to... <laughs> Why does he need security guards? That's what I would Well, yeah, that's a good question. I don't think you're going to have them tough enough not to need a security guard, sure. No, we've got some good ideas coming out of NRL <laughs> at the moment. Oh, I, I think it's just... I'd say it'd be the early stages, make sure there's no... Um, so George are going to challenge the um, no-fault stand down. Oh, are they on the basis of this, yeah. Mm. Can he make it back, you reckon? He's 30, is he 30? He's pretty pretty close. Yeah, I reckon he can. He's no, whether, whether he can make it back to and the absolute high, yeah, New South Wales, Australia. Because he left at his prime. Yeah, I don't know. There's some good players come through in that... In that um, Oh, I think come back as a very good player, though. Yeah, he'll help St. George. They were terrible last time against the Tigers. They started off all right, but they were terrible. And I think they've lost four or five in a row. Yeah, they're pretty ordinary. This is St. George every year, though, these but days. They, started, they won the first four, and yeah. I thought, they're gonna, we were talking about them, they're going to be in the top four. I was like, what's going on? And then Mary McGregor kept getting extensions because they, oh, they that, do it yeah. every year. And so did Doust, remember? Yeah. There's a... Article about the AFL being toxic. So, Gil McLaughlin even spoke out against it. There was a toxic culture within the organisation, lots of bullying and harassment. Uh, the Australian even reported that at least 14 employees, one being male, had left the AFL house. And AFL state boys, AFL clubs are complaining about bullying right across the board. And he came out and said um, that he doesn't agree with that. It doesn't, in his recollection, there has been no. You know, no real sign of all this sort of thing, but it was a book that was sold by a Herald Sun journalist, Michael Warner, that's triggered all this, called The Boys Club, and lots of stories about how they have power and influence. Interesting. Do you reckon when Demetrio was in charge, any journalist would have been game to do that? Mm. Yes. No. He would just come along, <laughs> yeah. which is very much how Valandis is operating. <laughs> well, we'll talk about the head eye Or appears to be operating, I should say. <laughs> So, just going to, while you just led us nice into PVL, while I was in Sydney last week, I thought we should head, look at head high shots. And are they saving or ruining the game, Kel? The head high shots, the way that the, they've made the change and it's being administered is destroying the game. But it's not just that. I'm, I'm okay with cracking down on head high shots. I'd leave it to the match review committee a lot more than some of the gimboids that are masquerading as referees at the moment but um, 
Und it's, it's the other rule. Slanderous. Other rule, I didn't say who's a good boy and who's not. Um, well, obviously the referees. Some not, of them. Not all of them. Mm. Um, but the, the other rule changes have just compounded the issue. The six again, the six again for offside, the one referee letting forward passes go, so um, letting defensive lines get up faster. The, just the absolute mayhem with which the speed with which these rules have been brought in has really yeah. angered so, a lot of people. Yeah. Um, how, much, much, how much say does a Peter Volandis have in on the rules committee? So there's a rules committee. The same does he sit on the, Andrew Demetrio did. Does he sit on the rules committee? No, I reckon you're right. You're on to say. Wayne Bennett does. So does Trent Robinson. So does someone else. I don't yeah, you listen to some of these guys now. They're starting to Peter uh, Gus Gould was very tight. Valandis was trying to get Gould a job in head office. Well, he's in New Zealand on them. But the Valandis wanted him in. Well, he is basically working for him in New Zealand. Yep. Gould's come out and. Lambasted this head I cracked in. No, I disagree. I read just a different article that said something. He didn't agree with the um, the interpretation, but he doesn't disagree with the rule. No, that's what I've said. Though I don't have a problem with the, it's the way it's been implemented. That's diabolical. What's been diabolical, in my opinion, is that they should have done this a long time ago. Should have been in way in enforced a long time ago. Uh, it's only now the threat of. Being sued, that's actually if they, well, they're not doing anything about seventy percent of the concussions. Well, initially, it's called HIA. <laughs> Too late once they've been concussed. Yeah, but <laughs> all we're not doing is sending so, them back so out. So you actually concussed. think it's okay, it's so, okay for them to tolerate people hit them in the head? No, no, never, never has been. The way they've gone about implementing this with sin bins and implementing what have they implemented? That uh, crackdown. If well, I'm okay, if a player tackles, hits the shoulder, and it glances the head, clearly does no damage whatsoever. It's a functional. So in AFL that happens, does it? Yeah. I don't think so. No, if you but AFL very different. No, AFL does it happen in the AFL? If you hit someone in the head, what happens? Well, you don't get sent off. No, do it anything, but depends on the circumstance. Never send anyone off. No, no, they don't. That's right. So, so you don't yeah. get you, you don't get, hard, hard you don't get games determined. Affected, right? Yeah, because teams are playing short. Yeah, but there has been talk that they should when they do those really bad ones. Don't well, they? Yeah. yeah, but they won't. But what they'll do is they'll send it to the match tribunal, yeah. which will be if it's, I think, intentional. And reckless. I think mm. they're the two. So if it's intentional and reckless, you're in big trouble. If at the moment you you dive in the ball, the ruck, the you go to tackle a guy and the arm slid up his back and across the back of his head, no damage done, glancing contact mm. with the head, yeah, nothing would happen in the AFL. In NRL at the moment, you might be sin binned, you could be on report. You might get done, you might not. It's diabolical. I thought last I watched two. Oh, I didn't. Watch I've no problem stopping people if you they can, turn it down a bit last night. They turned the notch down slightly, not major, but that type of thing happened, and they didn't punish them like that. Why they did they do it last week? Oh, I think the week before because they were instructed to, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> so what I'm saying, the way they've done it is diabolical. Sorry, Axel, you yeah. go. Given that they can, they've got a like 
the difference between the two cards I see is that rugby league actually have the video replay straight away and have the referee actually mm. sitting up in the box looking at it. Yeah. And I think they've got to have some rules around what intentional mm-hmm. and reckless. If it's intentional and reckless, the guys are off. They have got that. That has to be what they if do. it's if but if it's just, you know, an arm that's slipped up and that like things like that that aren't intentional, mm. then just put it on report and keep going. Well, and well, that, that just makes sense. The problem because becomes, the review committee gonna look at it anyway. Yeah, but you can t- you can tell if there's something that's gonna like so, if but, you need to send the guy. Well, what's the point of putting it on report? Either you're so off that's, or Okay, you know, penalty, give the penalty, but you don't need to cross your arms and say, is everyone looking at me? Everyone looking at me? Oh, you're on report. Yeah, but Let they, that they, they, they need to make a decision nice and quick. And penalty? Or the, the, the nice and quick, like, if it's intentional and reckless, mate, you're off. So, because you, you're, yeah, it's, you're not playing in the spirit of the game. That's what I would say. You're off. Which is why, again, why you need two refs. Have a look at it so they can maybe confer the oh, bunker. Yep. I'd make sure that that bunker was filled in very quickly. <laughs> if it was up to me, <laughs> yeah, it, it is. It gets it wrong more often than it gets it right. Yeah, but I think you still need to have the send-off rule for the thuggery. Yeah, if you're swinging arm. That sort of stuff. But quite clearly. And that's the problem. Radley, Radley, sorry to say, mate, but Radley ran that line. He was pretty close to the mark a few times. Four times on a report, two charges. Yeah, regardless. So So two were deaf, and he got suspended for two of them. What what were the other two reports for? I can't remember all four of them. Do you? It doesn't matter. What were they for? The matter of you, he looked at them and said, no, you shouldn't have been put on report. Yeah, but obviously in the game, the referee thought that he should be. So it's interpretation. It's interpretation, though. That's, no, that's what I'm saying. Someone's instructed the refs that if if anyone looks... And now you've got players laying down, like today in the Canterbury game, oh, where there's, there's a little yeah. little glance across yeah. the head. Yeah. They're laying down going, look at it, look yeah. at it, look that, at it. Bunker's going, oh, he touches his head. going on forever. That no. needs to, that needs no, to be right. It goes back a long time. You look yeah. back in history. There's heaps of that. Yeah, but not, shouldn't be, but not resulting is. in sin bins and... No, 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 that's, mm. that's, that's nearly as bad as, yeah. It's a dog act. Like a, a, a kick in the shins in soccer. That's, yeah. Yeah, it's a dog. Today there was a glancing blow. No, no injury, no chance of injury done. Ref puts him on report. So what happens from that? He gets up, wanders off for a HIA that he's going to pass because there's nothing wrong with him. Free interchange. It's just... Yeah, they need to stamp that. And I agree with that. I think if they, if well, they dealt with the... I don't think they'll... Records, they won't change... The, they will change... They will, might turn it down, but they won't change this. This is going to stay forever. Why did... They'll either adapt or get out. Why, right what, no, why didn't they just go, right, we're going to crack down on high tackles. Mm. We're not going to change the way the game's refereed, but MRC, Match Review Committee, you watch everything, we're going to dial up the penalties for it. Yeah, that's probably So on, on the Monday, they go through and go, Radley, you're gone for that, five weeks. Payne Haas, you're gone for that, five It would have the same effect on the players without this lottery of refs sin binning people, not sin binning people, people getting off when they've been sin binned and just 
changing the game completely. So what's going to happen in Origin? That'll be interesting because that's been known for its head-on shots. Oh, no. it's, uh, I think they're sending messages. Look, I know this doesn't. It doesn't do any good for the game in terms of the optics, right? But I think they are sending a message, not just to the players, but to the parents who pay to put kids in sport. Yeah, I know it sounds silly, but I think they are. I don't think that's ever been your issue. The rugby league's always been a tough uh, game back in the yeah, but if it comes thuggery, would you put your child in? They had thuggery back in the seventies, eighties. They had swinging arms. They had. Blokes being jobbed in back. And we loved it. <laughs> but times have changed. And though. do you know what? Parents still put their kids in. Times have changed, games. though. <laughs> they have changed, and people have more options now these days and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, I, I disagree. And if you're so worried about, and it's all about the lawsuit, this is all about making ourselves look like we did something mm. for the lawsuit, why are they not dealing with the way players turn into tackles, how they lead with their knees? how they use their forearm when they're in possession of the ball. Well, they to are. To push they will. Them. They are. I was, they're not right now, but well, they will. Why did they crack down on the one that's 30% rather than the one that's 70%? So I'm not going to get through the whole lot, but I've sent you the, an email where Graham Allenstein goes through all that stuff. Right? Very I'm, I'm, not, I'm not reading it. <laughs> you really because because, because, it because every week Graham Allenstein comes out and says, oh, yeah, sorry, the, the record is wrong again. We might get him on the podcast with a name like Graham, eh? Um, anyway, there's a heap of research. I'm not going to go through it all here on this podcast. But anyway, it has divided the rugby league landscape and definitely it's divided Cal. It's just so <laughs> an interesting guy. <laughs> the dog was scared. We were scared. <laughs> it leads me into the quiz this week. Have you got more, Connor? I was just going to ask, can the Roosters tackle lower than the chin? Can the Roosters continue to play with 12 men? Will Tedesco learn to pass standing up? Will Kel quit watching rugby league? Anyway. <laughs> Went out and bought my new team's jersey next week. Hopefully he'll be here for the podcast next week. He's just doubled his blood pressure medication. <laughs> He's going to be red, isn't he? <laughs> you've, you've, led me, you've led me straight into the quiz, which is perfect. What do the following sports have in common? Bladder ball? Club swinging, cock throwing, fox tossing, goose pulling, and rugby league. <laughs> oh Bladder ball, club swinging, cock throwing, fox tossing, goose pulling, and rugby league. Tell us. Oh, come on. <laughs> Not getting involved in that one. Do you guys know what cock throwing is? No, I don't actually. It's a rooster is tied to a post, and well, was tied to a post, and people took turns at throwing sticks at it until the rooster tied. Oh wow! We don't condone. Uh, no, 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 no! Wait to cock throwing. Uh, oh, fox, the rooster. Fox tossing. <laughs> a person with each end of the sling tossed the fox upwards to see who could throw up the highest. Mm. Goose pulling. Speaks for itself. <laughs> the goose was hung by its legs while a man on horseback would attempt to grab it by the neck and pull its head off. Oh, wow. So, medieval times, I'm telling <laughs> All those sports, bladder ball, club swing, cock throwing, fox tossing and goose pulling and rugby league. Yeah, what's the rooster's connection to the rugby league? All extinct sports. <laughs> <laughs> no longer exist. No, I don't think so. 
while you're while we're still talking about why it's in the papers, why it's on the news, I don't think anything's going to change. Too. All right. So we need well, numbers we, are there. We need a new sport, given that there's no rugby league to watch anymore. Yeah, what are we going to watch? So there's oh, awesome amazed actually. Yeah, there's other sports running right? running of the bulls and pair play. Do you know how violent that is? <laughs> Well, two days before the running of the bulls, there's the running of the nudes. <laughs> That's right. True. Or yeah. the animal activists. Yeah. That, apparently. <laughs> yes, they run through the... And I wouldn't like Axel running by me. <laughs> He'd scare you. <laughs> He'd have, have bruises on his inside leg. Yeah. They, up to the other people do it. The plastic um, horns yeah. and... A red scarf and <laughs> off they go. Off they go. And what are they running from? People like you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Whoever's at the back yeah. of the back. <laughs> oh dear. So what are we up to? So we're up to. Oh yeah. So last week's bet obviously had a victory. Oh. Carlton over Hawthorne at two dollars. I think it was. It's a one to thirty-nine. It was. Yeah. Uh, yeah two to one. So hundred dollars. Double our money in the bank. That'll last us two weeks. That's G. Kelly. He's yeah. already put his bet on. Yeah, we had to go early this week. So we got on, yep. Yeah. Um, we're, we're so on. we got St Kilda over north at 128 into Richmond over Adelaide at 128 into Port over Frio at $1.26 into Manly over Newcastle at eight at end. So all up, that's $2.43 for the $50 bet. Estimated return 121. St Kilda sitting at 53.22 at half time. Ooh, okay. Yeah, well, that's a good one because that was. What's the cash out on that? $121.50. No. At the end. The cash out. If you get out early. Yeah. Yeah. Plus interest. Yeah. 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 No, we're wrong. We're on for the long haul. All right. Good debating, Kel. Um, we'll see what happens tonight in the Canberra Roosters game, is it? They play tonight or tomorrow? Thank oh, goodness. No. The Hawks, Gold Coast, right at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be watching. And that big TV of yours, you'll probably have a split screen. Oh, I haven't. Imagine another two watts of the TV. Yeah. Oh, I haven't got my blood pressure tablets just yeah, yet. Yeah, so yeah. in the cat's room, I reckon. <laughs> right. well, what, if, what if another player gets four times on report? Well, no players left. Crichton suspended. Did you see Radley what Crichton was suspended for? That was that, pretty bad. That was a joke. I'll agree on that. That was a bad joke. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks again. Till next week. See you guys. Thanks for listening to Three Grams in a Mic podcast. Don't forget to connect with them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.